Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast, I Love You, Now Go to Sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin. This story is called Astro and the Great Fire. It had been a long summer. The days were long and hot. The evenings were warm. Octonauts and the Great Fire. That's okay. The Octonauts are going to be in this one too. Astro loved living in her little house along the shore where the trees met the water. She loved having the beach in front of her home, but she also loved the fields behind her house and the forests that were beyond that. The forest was large and deep, and so were the fields, tall and high, with dry grass and brush. The summer had dried everything out. The leaves crackled. The grass cracked and was pointy. It was very dry, but summer was going to end soon and the rainy season would come. The grass would once again become green, the leaves would have their trees, and the ground would be damp and cool. Astro had to enjoy the summer while she had it, because when fall came, it did start to get cold, and she would have to sleep in her bed with lots of blankets at night to stay warm. But while the summer was here, she wanted to have fun. Her friends were going to come visit her that day, True and Barnaby, and the Aquanauts were going to stop by too. They were going to have one last picnic for the summer. I bet she got hurt, okay? Alright, I know. Okay. Astra was getting the picnic things ready. She had a really big blanket that all her friends could sit on. And she was preparing some of their favorite foods. One by one, they began to arrive. First came True and Barnaby, through the yellow portal as usual. Then the Aquanauts came, but not all together, but as groups in the different guppies at different times as they were all coming from different missions. Everyone greeted each other. Hello, Barnaby. Hello, True, said Captain Barnacle. Blimey, said Quasi. Every time I see you, Barnaby, I swear you haven't changed a bit, Barnaby said. Yeah, you, you you look exactly the same every time I see you too, Quasi. I don't think you age at all. You're looking really good for a pirate. And you too for a ninja cat, said Quasi. Astro said, hello everyone, welcome to my home, and thanks for coming out for this last summer picnic. Dashy said, we're really excited to be here, Astro, thanks for inviting us. Yeah, said Tweak, it was fun, it's going to be fun. Could you all help me with the big blanket, said Astro. We need to take it out to the field behind my house. There's just a tiny little hill out there. I think it would be great to have the picnic at the top of that. You bet, said Captain Barnacle. Paul used my polar bear strength to carry it. Captain Barnacle carried the whole blanket all by himself. He had such big bear strength, no one else needed to help. He marched it through the tall grass all the way up the hill without any problems whatsoever. Together, they laid out the big blanket. It was all kinds of colors and patterns. Astro had made a beautiful quilt for everybody to sit on. They hiked the sandwiches up that the vegetables made and all the food that Astro had prepared as well. 
and they began to enjoy their last summer picnic. It was starting to get late, but they were having so much fun, just tucking and playing games. The vegetables were rolling down the hills and the grass, and Captain Barnacle was talking about um, his favorite polar bear swims that he does every year. Quasi and Barnaby were talking about different ninja and pirate stories, and True was talking with Dashy and uh, Tweak about all of the different adventures they had been on. When all of a sudden, the clouds rolled in, and it started to get dark. Astro said, oh look, this must be the first rainstorm of the fall. That's a bit early, but you can't stop the weather. All of a sudden, they heard rumbling in the sky, but there was no rain. Lightning and thunder started to strike, and the wind started to pick up. When the lightning. Captain Barnacle said, Wow, look at this weather. This is not something we get under the water. We never see lightning and thunder. It's quite amazing. The lightning and thunder clashed. They were all amazed watching it. And that's when Quasi said, Not Quasi, that's when Peso said, As everybody's doctor, I have to recommend that we get off the hill, where it's dangerous to be up high where the lightning is. Astro said, That's a good idea. We should probably wrap this up and go back. We can go into my house if we want to keep talking. That would be great, said Captain. All of a sudden, there was a big clap of thunder, followed by a boom. Uh, a big clap of lightning followed by a booming thundering sounds, and something happened. The lightning strike was very close, not close to the aquanauts and astro, quite some far away, but close enough for them to see where it hit the ground. Lightning struck the trees on the edge of the forest in one spot, and then another, and then another. And at first, the aquanauts thought, oh, that's interesting, that lightning struck so close, but then they saw it. Small bits of smoke were coming up from between the trees. Small at first, and then they got bigger. But it wasn't long before they saw flames. Flames that were crawling up to the top of one tree, then jumping to the next, and to the next, and to the next. Astro said, Oh no, the forest has caught fire. me! when's it gonna rain? It's all cloudy and windy. There's thunder and lightning, but there's no rain. He says, this may not be the autumn storm we think it is. It may just be a thunderstorm, said uh, True. Barnaby said, if that's the case, then we better hurry up and get out of here, because this place is going to go up in flames. This grass is so dry. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Astro said, we can't just let this burn. If that fire spreads, it'll consume the whole land I live in. We've got to stop it somehow. The wind picked up. The fire got brighter and it started to move very quickly, eating all the trees in its way, and it was starting to approach the fields where the aquanauts were. The fire was strange, though. Most fire is a yellow or an orange color, depending on how hot it burns, or if it burns really hot, it'll burn blue or white. But this fire was different. This fire was bright green. Astro said, I've got to try and stop the fire with my magic. She shook her head and tried to conjure a spell from her unicorn horn. But it didn't work. She tried again. 
Nothing. There was no magic in her horn. Something's wrong, she said. This storm isn't natural, and it seems to be blocking my magic. True said, let me try. She pulled a wish out of her backpack, but for the first time in her life, the wish she had in her hands wasn't yellow. It wasn't smiling. It was dark, like a dim light bulb. Is it working, said Barnaby? I don't know, said True. My wishes don't seem to work here either. I don't think we have any magic at all, said Astro. Captain Barnacle said, Hmm, we need to figure something out to put out these fires right away, before they get to the field. If they get too close, they'll burn all the way through the field and burn down Astro's house and drive us all into the water. Tweak said, Captain, we can use the guppies to spray water onto the fire if it gets too close, but we need to stop it further up. How are we going to do that? They all thought for a minute. Is there any way we can get water up here to the trees? Quickly. Astra thought for a minute. She couldn't think of anything at the moment. Without her magic, she couldn't help anything. Before they knew it, they realized that they hadn't seen all the fires. They were paying attention to the fires far away at the edge of the forest, but there was a fire that had started behind them, in the fields, and it was coming fast. Fires burn really fast through dry grass, almost as fast as people can run. Captain Barnaby said, Captain Barnacles said, Look, another fire! We have to go! We have to run! Quick, to the shore! The fire chased all the friends as they ran. Astro had to leave her big blanket with all of the colorful patterns on it. It was consumed by the flames, almost instantly. So was all the food and sandwiches. The Vegimals had short little legs. They couldn't run very quickly. So they all pulled up on Astro's tail and climbed up on her back for safety, and Astro ran. The, the Aquanauts ran. True and Barnaby ran to keep away from the fire. What do we do? What do we do? I don't know, said Astro. There's nothing we can do. We have to get out of here. The fire is everywhere. Ash was raining from the sky. Little burning cinders were catching on their skin and burning all the Aquanauts. They said, ow. At one point, Dashie tripped and fell and cut her knee. She said, ouchie. Captain Barnacle had to pick her up and carry her in his arms. They ran to the beach and turned around. The fire had consumed half the field and was coming down from the trees. Oh no, said Astro, my home is going to be gone and there's nothing I can do. We're so sorry, said Captain Barnacle. We'll help you. You can come stay with us until things grow back here at your home. Or rebuild your house. Astra was sad, very sad. Then all of a sudden, she realized she had remembered something. Something that she had totally forgotten about. She ran into her house. True said, no, Astro, don't go into your house. The fire's too close. You could get stuck. She ran into her house, but was out before they even knew it. She had something in her mouth. It was a beautiful green stone that seemed to glow. She said, I can use this. What is it, said Captain Barnacles. She said, watch. She whipped her head and threw the stone way, way out into the water. And it disappeared. Everybody looked at her like, why did you just do that, Astro? And she said, wait, just wait. Barnaby said, wait for what? The fire's coming. All of a sudden, out of the water came a huge, massive, mountain-sized turtle. It was the magic turtle that had helped them one day when they needed to cross the water. It was their friend, 
and she needed its help again, so she called it with the magic stone. She couldn't make her own magic, but maybe this turtle could. It was very old. The turtle popped out of the water and said, Astro, you called me. How can I help? Astro said, Everything is burning. Is there anything you can do? The turtle moved its huge head out of the water, which made big waves. Looking at the burning landscape, the turtle said, I have no power here. This fire stops all magic, but it can't stop me. The turtle couldn't use magic, but the turtle could definitely hold water. The turtle put its head down, opened its gaping mouth, which was the size of ten houses, and water filled the turtle. Water was going into its mouth like it was draining all the water around it. With all that water in its tummy, the turtle looked up, opened its mouth again, and began to spray water out of its body through its mouth. The water came out in massive volumes, huge amounts of water, and it sprayed super, super far up into the air. And as the turtle sprayed and spewed water up into the air, it came down on the ground. And it was so familiar because it felt like it was raining. Astro said, this is amazing. The turtle is making rain. The rain covered the fields and the valleys. It covered the trees and the forests and the mountains that were on fire. All of a sudden, all of the green flames that were eating everything and turning everything to black ash calmed, quieted, shrunk, and then went out. Smoke rised where the fire once was, and black was seen all over the forest and the fields. But not everywhere. Much of the forest had been saved, and much of the field had been saved too. The turtle, who had had water spewing out of its mouth for many, many minutes at this time, continued to spew. Water ran thick. Little streams formed. Little waterfalls came off of everything. And then finally, the turtle ran out of water. It rained for only a moment more after that, and then it was done. The clouds had all gone away. The thunderstorm, had, the thunderstorm had stopped, and there was now a calm evening sky. Astro turned to the big turtle friend and said, My turtle friend, thank you. You have saved my home and my friends. The turtle said, It was my pleasure. Call me when you need me. The turtle covered one big nostril, and with the other nostril went <laughs> and blew its nose. Out of its nose came the rock, big and green, and it landed at Astro's feet, and it was covered in turtle boogies. Astro didn't want to pick it up. She also didn't want to be rude, so she kind of stood next to her one hoof and said, Thank you, I will, and you please call me if you ever need anything. The turtle said nothing, just nodded its ginormous head, which made enough waves to wash up water off the feet of all the aquanauts on the shore. Then it disappeared. Astra was lucky. The fire had not gotten to her house. She still had a place to live and all her friends were safe. She was so glad she had the big turtle friend to come and help calm and stop the fires that were raging that day in her home. The End Oh, I thought you said she couldn't get band-aids and magic couldn't heal her. Okay, I can fix it.
Before the aquanauts left to go back to the guppies, Quasi said, Oh, Dashi, I can see you got hurt again, somehow, on your ankle. Let me fix it. Dashi hobbled over. She was uh, feeling ouchy pain in her leg. Quasi said, Oh, no, I help all creatures that are sick or hurt. He bandaged her up. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. He bandaged up her leg and she said, Thank you, I feel so much better. The end. Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro's not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kids' room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.